Hey guys, this is John Domine. Welcome to today's episode of In the Spray Room, the podcast of Sold Magazine. New York Street Arts Insiders bringing you daily online content, exclusive interviews, studio visits, on-the-road adventures, up-to-date event calendar, and spotlights on your favorite artists getting up today. Sold Magazine is compiled of a team of street soldiers, and our mission is to bring original content to our readers. By artists, for artists. This podcast is just another form of content for you. In the Spray Room, we'll be bringing out the latter side of these artists, getting to know them in a less structured environment, and talking about a range of topics with myself, John Domine, Bike Girl. Hello. And Brooklyn's own Big Ronnie. Hello, everybody. But before we get started with our special guest, Big Ronnie, tell us what's going on. Hello, everybody. Hello, Bike Girl. Hello, John. How's it going? Great. It's good. Everybody feeling good today? It goes. Awesome. Are we super excited about the upcoming events I'm about to run down? Definitely. Woo! I'll say it for us. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, first thing coming up is uh, Dirk Cobain and my next curated show at Butcher Bar on the Lower East Side. Last one was a lot of fun. Uh, we didn't get a tremendous turnout because of the blizzard, but uh, some of the artists sold some merch, uh, had some fun, and uh, got a nice crowd out there. So, we're looking forward to the next one, teaming up with Butcher Bar. Uh, Odd uh, Bite Girl, we are... Uh, gearing up for our next tour on april 7th you excited for that totally it's going to be another great day where are we doing it uh brooklyn to this time heading out to the borough of brooklyn excellent excellent after that we uh coming up in april we're going to be doing two uh on the road podcast episodes one is going to be from a special party being thrown april 20th at the mess hall and the second one is going to be just into May at the Moniker Art Fair that we're going to be taking part of, helping with the promotion, working with Lisa Project and Wayne on that. And uh, we're looking forward to being a part of the art fair. I can't wait to walk the fair with you guys and, and cool. see what's going on out there. It's going to be fun. Should be a lot of fun. So that's, uh, that's just about it uh, for current events and bookkeeping. Super excited to talk to our guest today. Who is Ilko Vandenberg? Hey, nice. <laughs> welcome. Thank you. Welcome, welcome. Uh, let's get back. Let's get straight into it. We met at Welling Court. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess two years ago or so ago, you were yeah, there. Yeah, two years ago. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. I, I, we were, we were doing the fox on the gate. I think it was. It right? was the fox. Yeah, because I, I, I did the was, same yeah. gate last year. Yeah. Yeah. I think I did half of the fox and had to go to the airport. Yeah, I think that was when you didn't finish. Yeah, you came back and finished one day. I think I finished it when I was here with my son. Yeah, yeah. he helped me out, of course. He's the best. <laughs> <laughs> now, Bike Girl was at a, a, a contributor meeting, and she loved talking about your children's names. Bike Girl, why don't you uh, tell the world why you love his names, his children's names? Well, his son has, like, the best name in the entire world. His name is Storm. I mean, that's so strong. And then, of course, you put that with Vanderberg, and that's just a dream name. It's like a superhero. Exactly. It's a superhero name. Absolutely. And, of course, his daughter's name is Silver, and she's beautiful. And it's such a beautiful name. It fits her perfectly. Thank you. Yeah, well, Storm is a storm. I mean, (laughs) I think we should have thought about the name, but well, we did. No, he's a a fantastic kid. And And a young artist. Very creative. How old is he? He's uh, nine, almost ten. Yeah, and my daughter as well. There, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I love to travel, but I always miss them. Yeah. yeah. So they do come come with you sometimes. You said he worked on you with yeah, the, well, on the fox. Well, yeah, I, I started. I was here in 2014 for the first time for a long period painting. Um, I've been returning ever since, 
but it was difficult for them, especially, you know, getting divorced and then, you know, the father, you know, leaving before work. They didn't really understand and, and they felt like I sort of left them. And I thought it was important to take them to New York to sort of see where daddy is often, where mm. I work. So first I took my son to New York and last year my daughter. So when I'm saying I'm going to New York, they know where I'm at, you know, and they met my friends. Mm. And uh, no, they had a wonderful time. My son, I mean, my son's uh, teacher is like, oh man, he's always talking about New York. <laughs> I remember him the night that Spread Art had their show and he was tagging the wall and he was basically, everybody was playing with him pretty yeah, much. I was concerned yeah. because I was uh, taking part of the group show and I was like, okay, let's see how it goes. Maybe he's getting tired. Uh, I was in the backyard, and of course, he was taking the wall. He was drawing, and he was like, oh, some people are drawing, you know, next to me. And so he was making, like, a square around it, like, this is my spot. <laughs> <laughs> and then, eventually, he came to me, and he was, like, bartending. And, and he left home at 11 with, like, 90 bucks of tips. Oh he, my God. he didn't have any English in school, but he was writing down names. He was he was doing so well. I was so proud of him. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, so where are you from? I'm from the Netherlands. Um I've been living in Rotterdam since like 96. I went to art school there. I grew up in a very small town. But um, yeah, uh, Rotterdam is my hometown and, and New York has become my sort of second home. Yeah. See, I didn't know anything about Rotterdam. I didn't know it was an actual place in the 90s when I was in high school. But all I knew about was the Rotterdam techno scene. Oh, yeah. And it was, it was bigger than New York's by far at really? the time. For sure. <laughs> in terms of the amount of music that was coming out of there at the time. But I didn't know it was a place. I thought it was a music style. I was dumb. So you used to DJ, didn't you? I still DJ a bit. But when I left art school, I went to work at a vinyl store, also distribution. Uh, I've been DJing drum and bass for like 15 years. Um, When I sort of came in Rotterdam, you still had the hardcore scene, but it was sort of ending. But I think the Gabra scene and the hardcore scene was like major, you know, the illegal Mm. parties and uh, yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I think it's pretty known. Yeah, from the techno, the more hard rave scene. What do you listen to today? I'm very eclectic in, you know, not just music, but um, I still listen to hip hop. But I listen to house. It depends on my mood. I mean, when I'm working at night, when I'm really doing night shift, painting till the early morning, it's a lot of Fela Kuti. It depends on the mood. If I need energy, you know, my playlist is like so bizarre. Uh, uh, but I'm just very picky. It depends on if it catches me, I'm listening to it. But I'm always been into more electronic influence music. So it can be electronic pop or house or folk or whatever. I was always big on the mashups, the indie, the indie rock mashups with uh, drum and bass or house or yeah, I mean ambient synth, all that fun. Yeah, stuff. Yeah, sometimes I listen to like old outtaker when I really have to focus and I, I don't want to. Sometimes I don't want to hear vocals because I have to focus. But music has always been very important. I always listen to music. It's sort of, it's like the fuel. Yeah. So when you're painting walls, do you do you have like a playlist that you or do you listen to music or do you most of the yeah. time? Yeah, because I really have to get in, in the zone. Even, I mean, I love to work outdoors. But if I get too much, you know, questions and stuff, I don't yeah. really get into it. I work a lot on intuition. I don't really. I try not to plan out murals. Oh, really? You don't have those planned out? No. Sometimes huh. I have a rough sketch, sometimes a freestyle. Sometimes it's like a commissioned piece where a client wants to see exactly what it's going to be, but then mm. it's just like copying what you've done already. Mm. I really love to sort of 
don't know, work step by step and see how it goes. Right. That's surprising to me because your work seems so focused and so uh, planned. Out. You know, every, you know, there's geometric shapes. There's things that, that it seems like it was all conceived much, much, bef- much more before. Well, how do much I say earlier? <laughs> much earlier. <laughs> I can't prior speak prior to prior to you're getting up there to paint. Yeah. So that's surprising to me to hear that it's just on the fly kind of thing. It is. I think that's because I'm from the graffiti. Mm. You know, I'm, I'm used to not go on the yard where the sketched or illegal. It's like on the spot is the moment. And uh, I don't know. I, I kind of like it because I'm still doing illustration work with the illustration. You have a briefing. You ha- there's a visual. You have to make a sketch. It's all like step by step. I'd rather keep things open till the end because, you know, the puzzle always fits when I'm actually working and doing stuff. So I'm I'm changing a lot. And where the, I mean, the beginning part is always a part that I'm going to redo. Because once I'm in it, you know, I'm like an engine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, this, this. And then it's like, oh, yeah, I can mm. see the stuff. And I know where the work is going to. Mm. And you and you went to art school in Rotterdam? Rotterdam? Yeah, I studied illustration there. Yeah. Now, is that the same school you taught at? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes I'm a guest teacher doing like one semester. Uh, it's funny because the head of the department is actually an old classmate of mine. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Now, a lot of your work... And a lot of your subject matter is animals, mm-hmm. but not just animals. It's anthropomorphized animals. It's 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 you're looking at a, an animal as if it's a person. It's almost a, a portrait of the face of this animal. It's not like Roa is doing animals in repose or, or dead animals or caricature, you know, uh, carcasses or things like that. I think a lot of your your subject matter is, hi, I'm a fox. <laughs> How are you? It's it's very literal. It's very in your face. Well, is that intentional? Is that is that is it meant to be a, a portrait of the animal? Or I, I think it's, I think it started just to sort of make a brief history. I'm um, I'm still doing illustration, but I sort of got a burnout, and within illustration, it was a lot about humans. So it was very you know, figurative. And as a kid, I u- I used to draw before going, you know, getting to know uh, graffiti. And then when I was like, okay, I have a burnout, you know, I lost my lust for, for drawing. I was like, I want to go back. I just want to draw for me and not for a client. And I was like, I'm just going back as a kid, you know, always been a fan of owls and animals. And I just started drawing them, but somehow they became very graphical. And I think the first images w- were like animals. What is it? You know, animals with human behavior, you, you know, uh, humans with, I don't know, it, it, it I didn't really plan out. It, it just happened, and um, I think my my interest in graphical style, the psychedelic rock art scene, you know, growing up skating on the streets, those graphics. Um, I like. I think I, you know, making some sort of icons of animals hmm. was the main start. Yeah. Hmm. Now, I, o- also, we're, we're flipping through Ilko's uh, Instagram here just to, to his to body take a of look work. At some of his amazing pieces. We, I notice a lot of your work is also symmetrical. Yeah. Is that intentional? Is that a, a time saver or why? Mm, it's something I've always done by nature, just doodling. Um, making illustration, I was working very graphical, you know, working with tones of tones, but it was all outlined. And when I started doing more illustrative murals, I was like, I'm going to get rid of the outlines. Mm. So setting up all those patterns and geometrical polygons became more visible. Uh, I think it's always been there. 
and uh, so I, I remember teaching was like don't go too symmetric mm. too often but I sometimes I, w I had an I had an idea and I was like it, it's it's I don't know it felt like I, it needed to be done symmetrical well you also I mean let's be real you're rather I don't want to use the word OCD but your colors and paints are always in perfect lines and perfect color shades you know exactly what colors of paint you're going to use you have them all beautifully lined up so much to where I would love to go to your studio because I could probably play with your paint all day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, does, isn't it probably also part of that part of your just nature? I think so, yeah. I'm very in, in a control freak. So when it comes to colors, matching colors, matching contrast, um, even my workflow is like, I remember I was doing a show. I came there the latest everyone was working and they're like wow he's late and they were like you have to finish at one and i was like oh, I'm, I'm gonna get some beer first have a smoke <laughs> but then it was all set up and i'm like tuk, 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 and i was the first one to finish hmm. yeah i mean i was a i was a stoner back in the days you know painting on graffiti jams and then t you know walking around talking to my buddies and then i came back to the wall i'm like oh fuck where's my red where's my yellow and i left it all and i was like oh no 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 you know i i i need I'm very speedy. I have no patience. So if I'm if I'm starting, I want to, you know, do it as fast as possible. Not fast. But it's my clean. Mind, my mind is like, okay, this, this, yeah. this, this. So I don't want to look for where's this color, where's this color. So it's all in range. I mean, I can find my colors blind, you know, because it's, it's all sort of programmed where everything is, yeah, stacked. But even though you have, you know, this there's symmetry and the geometry is very apparent in your work. It's not all completely balanced. Like you might have, you know, different colored eyes and there's just different elements that are kind of an unexpected touch that you yeah. put in there. And then what I, what I always love is just your palette is amazing because you, you know, it, nothing is, uh, you know, realistic colors for animals. But, no. they're, but the, the palette that you choose for a particular wall is always just such a it's just such a pop of color and the colors just go so well together. It's like seamless. How you w I wouldn't always think those colors would go well together. And then somehow you put it together and I'm like. Wow, that looks really good together. So you absolutely understand color yeah. and how yeah. color works on a, I would say, an intellectual level. Yeah, on our school, I had to read a book. It's like a small book about uh, science uh, color schemes. It's mm. written by Johannes Eaton, and I think I was the only student that really got off on it. I was like, wow, it makes sense. It it was about okay, you know, it's not just a color; it's the color around it, that, mm. and you know gives you some sort of harmony mm. uh, what I'm recently doing is when I'm painting uh, on my easel a canvas you know I have like bright light but I also switch off the light to make it really dark to see if it's really balanced within mm. dark tones and stuff so mm. it's the same thing with you know musicians if you produce you can put the volume up louder and louder but it's a, a matter of putting it down to see if you know it's all in balance and uh, even when I was painting graffiti going to the store to pick out paint most of the guys were like yeah um, this color this color and I was always like can I go behind the counter and it took me like an hour and the guys <laughs> were come on man we're going to the Hall of Fame <laughs> but then we were there they were like oh shit I'm missing this. and then they were like oh god he'll go he's, he's, he's got perfect colors yeah you, you're behind Bishop's counter pretty often uh, yeah yeah yeah. he's like oh, oh go ahead and he's like he knows that, uh, that, um, those, that person that needs to be behind the counter <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> that's great now it looks like your work is, <coughs> excuse me, it's a, it looks like your work is digitally laid out in advance. Do you, compu do you computer design any of your compositions? It, it, 
it depends. Sometimes it is. Sometimes I'm playing around. Just, I mean, the computer is just a medium. Mm-hmm. It's like a scissor or a tool, and it depends on what I have in mind, what I want to, you know, reach. Sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I can't do this in Photoshop. I'm just gonna check out how it works. Sometimes I just doodle on a piece of paper. Sometimes I freestyle. It's I work analog. I work digital. Uh, yeah. There's no structure in it, to and be honest. And you're doing, is this, will this be your first sculpture? Would you tell us about that project that oh. you're working on in Rotterdam? Yeah, I have a project for the city of Rotterdam. It's a mural, and they wanted to have some more interaction. So we were talking about having a sculpture as a part of the mural. So it's not just flat, it's also like a, an animal, you know, in front of it. And I just made a sketch, and they're working on the, the mall. So I'm hoping to see the pictures, and when I return, I'm going to finish the mural, and I'm going to paint the, the sculpture, and mm. then it's going to be placed. Now, will that be your first sculpture? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. I took, it was like a, I'm so used just to sketch, and I tried out some sort of 3D programs. Mm. But I was like, oh, no, no. This, I mean, I want to go into it, but it will take me long. And they were like, just make a sketch, you know, isometric, so we have free, so that we have a good view on how things work. And don't mention... Don't worry about proportions and stuff. And yeah, but it's, it's exciting. I mean, I want to go three dimensional. I'm also having some, f- you know, brainstorm sessions with, 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 with some, you know, other uh, directions like design. I want to make ceramic, you know. Uh, yeah, I want to explore more materials. I'm doing stuff with fabric on the moment. Hmm. There's a lot of stuff going on in the studio that I don't show and post. I'm working with oil. Um, in our school, I was very realistic because I wanted to know the basics. And uh, I, f- I, I stopped doing it because I, I, I felt like it didn't really please me just to copy a photo. It's interesting for a technique, but I was like, yeah, then, I'll, then I want to become a photographer. Mm-hmm. But I find it interesting maybe to see how realism and this sort of more abstract style I'm doing, how would it combine, you know, and what is relevant I don't know. It's there's a lot of stuff going on on the moment in the studio. And what's this? Uh, this the sculpture is it, it's a large sculpture. It's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty large. It's it's got the height that people can sit on it. So oh you okay. sit on the back, and the fox is facing you. So when people are taking a photo, it's yeah. like the ultimate selfie spot. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Sweet. The, the, there was a briefing. You know, that there was a sort of demand that the, the city gave me. And it's geometric, like, or no? Is it more? It's not. Oh well, yeah, it's similar, like. Um, well, it's just like a fox you see sideways okay. with a tail, and yeah, cool. Yeah, you said that's for the the summer that it's going to be, no, or no? No, it's. I mean, I'm flying back next Monday, and then this week it has to be finished. End of oh. March, it's going to be opened with the mayor. Oh, yeah. great! Yeah, that's going to be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so, what you mentioned is uh, that you wanted to get into some casting. and you also mentioned that you are a DJ and you play with a lot of different mediums, digital, analog. What's something that scares you a little bit? Something you're like, ah, I kind of want to touch that, but now maybe isn't the right time. Well, well, working three-dimensional, I just noticed, you know, I bought a piece of clay it, it, that, it's so, that I find it so difficult to sort of work something, you know, from, from I don't know, like a three-dimensional proportion. It's mm. so not in my nature. I'm so used to draw something flat. Right and suggest that it's like three-dimensional. So it's like a challenge. And it took me a while to really sit for it because I've 
I'm used to to, to, to make something and then it sort of works. Mm-hmm. I really it, it took me like a few few months. They were like, "Oh man, man, where's where's the sculpture? Where's the model?" I'm like, "Yeah, I'm working on working on it." Um, I don't know. I don't really get. I'm really in a moment that I'm that I'm like I want to feel like I'm back to school. You know, try out things and don't be scared as a failure. Uh, just doing it. F- to maybe I don't know discover things. I'm really in the process of learning on the moment. I want things to develop. I mean, I was thinking like, okay, I did some some shows, some canvases, some were sold, you know, at the opening. All the prints were sold. I'm like, okay, or I can go for this sort of image and make an icon and just reproduce, reproduce. But I was like, no, no, I wanna, you know, my 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 focus is like, you know, I wanna develop. I, I you know, that making new stuff. This this process is what sort of gets me off, or on, and uh, yeah, I'm not really scared of things. I mean, when I when I wanted to do big murals, in a short period, I was doing big murals. I was on the lift, and then I was like, "Holy fuck! How does this work? How do I know where <laughs> the hell right. I am?" But the thing is, the bigger it is, the easier it is. It just went so mm. natural, as if I have like a small helicopter, like a drone in the back. I ju- I know where. I'm Hmm. Yeah, but I think some artists look at the scale that you take on yeah. sometimes and are so a what staggered. So what's the biggest piece you've done so far? In Brooklyn, it was Gowanus last year, I think. Yeah, that think was that's big. That's the big one. Yonkers, Yonkers was big. Yeah. yeah. Last year, was that two years ago in Yonkers? Oh, yeah, Yonkers was also. Yeah, that's that was a big, big one. one. Yeah. Oof. What about the side of a castle? That was, yeah, that was, yeah, that was also big, yeah. But it was weird <laughs> because it's, I did it in four days. Where was wow. that? Where was that? It is a Moncton. Uh, I think that's mm-hmm. called New Brunswick. Mm. I came there later on, and there was rain, and but it went so f- so quick. Mm. Uh, the only f- problem I had was with the lift that, that was out of engine. And I remember one day I was climbing down those old school big bricks like a Spider Man because I was you know, up there for like four hours. Like fuck it, I want to go down. It just freaked me out. Mm. <laughs> yeah, and you don't always have the best luck with lifts. No, but recently I'm doing recently better. Yeah. I learned my lessons. I mean, the Kiwanis <laughs> thing, I didn't balance it because the floor was like, I don't know, no concrete. And I went mm. up with C1 and we were moving and we felt the oh buckets going down and we saw the wheel coming up. Oh, and no. We were like, oh I, no. I was like, wow, man, we were like shitting our pants. But that con- the, 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 the contractor, the, the guy working there, he told me, you know, how to balance it before going up. And uh, I'm getting also like a, like a license because I'm, w- I'm going to do powwow in Rotterdam in September. The company they're hiring the lifts from they demand that the artists have a license and I'm like mm. yeah you're like finally <laughs> I'll know what I'm doing up there yeah. <laughs> well I sort of know that I must say that that scared me going on the lift because I feel I'm, I mean I like techniques but I'm also I can be clumsy as well mm. and it sort of scared me all the things and I was like oh, I don't know how does work you know and, but uh, yeah it's 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 a thrill, but I must say the first time going up is always shaky. Mm-hmm. The first hours, my legs are like you know because you're like, I don't know, you want to attach and it's wobbly and mm. you, you know your legs feel shaky. It's, it's like being on the ship the sure. whole day. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah, yeah you get tired and your muscles hurt the next day. And yeah, you don't realize really why it's because you've been on the lift. But I've learned how to sort of go with the flow. Sometimes yeah. my buck go up and down, and I can I can actually paint with the flow. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I remember doing an illegal piece on the side of a boat once. We were, w- I mean, the, the canals were frozen, so we went up on the ice. But the boat was not completely stuck, so the boat would go up and down. But I thought the ice was going up and down. I was oh. like, wow, this freaks me out. <laughs> I wanna, I wanna, I'm done. I'm, I'm <laughs> gone. Wow. Yeah. 
So where where did you come up with the name Virus when you were originally tagging when you were younger? Well, I had a I had a, a bunch of names. I think I, I I was changing my name like every week because like oh no those letter combinations are uh, you know awful or horrible. There was a, a magazine called Virus with a Z in uh, Eindhoven, and if you would paint a virus piece, they would you know show it in a magazine. And mm, of course, mm. I was raised up with the books and the magazines. Like I want to be in a magazine, so I did an illegal piece and I went you know with a photo to the guy and he was like oh man I'm sorry man we just stopped the, the magazine <laughs> I was like no <laughs> I kind I kind of like to let you know the letters and I just you know that virus with an S and that's how it started and what about Yilko well when I sort of uh, it sort of was a bit I don't know lost my lust for doing graffiti I, I wanted to do more illustration things I was like well maybe I just make it like Yilko virus because virus became such a negative word but then in new york i noticed a lot of people more like hey are you ilko so so they didn't really understand or realize that ilko is like my first name it's it's, it's my real name mm -hmm. and then i was like yeah what should i do should i shall i bury virus it's i mean uh, you know shall i just go for ilko and, I, and one time a photographer came to me like hey man i'm i don't know what his name was and i'm like hey i am ilko I was like, hey, that sounds <laughs> that sounds <laughs> funny. So yeah, I, I just went for Ilko. I think it's uh, more personal, hmm. and also maybe because I didn't really want to mix it with a graffiti. So if I'm doing graffiti, I think it's more hmm. fun to have us, you know, like a like a nickname. So I'm embarrassed to admit this, but I actually did not know Ilko was your first name, and I thought it was actually associated with the animals, like the eel. I don't know. I thought there was it was something with that. So I thought it was just a name that you made up, and this is the first time I'm learning that. So Yeah, and, it, and even Ilko is not a common name. I mean, my parents were like a hippies, and there was like this hip favorite hippie band called Cubie and the Blizzards, and the guitar player was called Ilko. Hmm. And a lot of the kids in that, you know, one of those days were named after him. Hmm. Yeah, you hardly hear it anymore, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yours is the only one I know in the whole world, but my, my worldview is a little bit limited, so. <laughs> I, had a s I had someone on a tour a few weeks ago whose name was Ilko, and really? I said, you're Dutch, and they said, like, how do you know? I said, well, your name. Oh, wow. Hmm. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. He must have been my age. He was, yeah, I would say, I'm not going to say out loud, but yeah, I'd say approximately. Okay. <laughs> so, John, let's get back to your narrow worldview, and I yes. say that very sarcastically. <laughs> Uh, for those of you who don't know, John is a fabulous traveler uh, across this country monthly, uh, around the world often, and he is always on top of on-the-road type of artists working and where they're coming from. So, John, uh, like, who do you who do you uh, uh, assimilate Ilko's work with? Well, actually, I do Globally. see some. So, actually, yeah. So, yeah. actually, especially because now that you're working on this sculpture, mm -hmm. and Im and I immediately I think of Okuda because mm -hmm. there's some. You know, he has used a geometric. He's got a different. His palette is totally different than yours in terms of. It's just, it's uh, it's kind of more rainbow in yep. skit, right? Yeah. Whereas yours is more of a focused yep. uh, kind of palette there. Um, that I think I do see some connection to that, but I think that your work is quite different in in terms of uh your your the, the end result is quite different even though i see some you know basically the geometry that yeah. that carries over yeah especially but. polygons and i think there's 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 there are more artists 
you know, similar artists that also re, uh, are influenced by a sort of 80s uh, sort That's of graphic style. Mm. Yeah. Jerry Rugg, when you say a little bit also? I actually don't know Jerry Rugg. What's but it, what, is the, what is his name? What does he go by? Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. He, he has, I won't say a very, sim it's not a totally similar style, but some mm. of the idea of some of ge geometric animals and mm. shapes. See? Here's his work. Oh, so there's some actual, uh, like a, an actual animal, and then there's other elements right, of geometry uses, that are. Yeah, uh, yeah. exactly. He I uses a lot of geometry yeah. in his pieces, too, even yeah. though he does some photorealism. You can see how right. he's using but just I think a I'm different style. You're, you're different. Yeah, and I think my work is also a combination of very geometrical straight lines, but also more organic, you know. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And you do have a balance. I mean, you're not always just there's there's circles. There's even uh, a play with uh, you know depth of field with yeah. uh, in, in some of these images. So it's not that you're just one type of artist where you it's it's all just one uh, you know one style of um, work that you're doing. I think there's a, a, a big variance in your work. So. Yeah. Especially since I'm still il doing illustration, it sort of crosses over. So stuff I'm sort of discovering. Sometimes you're making stuff from clients. You're like, oh, wow, this is interesting. And it sort of shows back when I'm painting mules or canvas. I think it's constantly moving. And also because I'm, uh, I don't know, I, I'm, I get bored with my stuff pretty quick. Maybe that's normal as an artist, but I'm not mm. like, oh, wow, this works. You know, or this is popular. You know, I'm just going to stick to this. And uh, it, I mean, that's why I'm in the studio trying out a lot. I've been doing this for now uh, only for like three years. I think I started doing murals, well, this sort of murals, 2014. Hmm. And now on the point, like, okay, it I, you know, I need to stop uh, freestyling. Same with graffiti, you know, I'm, I have to go back to the sketchbooks. I'm drawing, uh, well, you saw it, the, full, the table is full. I'm in this mood of drawing, drawing. I want to, you know, it has to change. It has to develop. And uh, uh, All right, let's talk about that, if you don't mind. You have your style, you have your process, your technique, the things you feel comfortable with creating, the things you feel comfortable with painting on a, on a, a mural. How do, how do you as an artist start to step outside of that? Because obviously what you're sketching, and yes, it, I love the stickers you drew. I can't wait to put them in my book later. But that I, those look to me like tags you've done since you've been tagging. Yeah. So how do you step outside of yourself and actually feel confident trying something new that you haven't attempted before? Uh, well, my process is changing. Uh, before, I would make like a rough mock-up, like a rough sketch or freestyle. Uh, now I'm really like, uh, I'm going to Museum a lot. I'm really going back to classic, uh, you know, painting. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm really... I'm reading a lot recently. I'm like, okay, you had sort of movements, you know, the impressionist. I'm like, why did that happen? I mean, we all know that I sometimes, you know, there were discussions about, okay, you know, illustrators are not artists. They're just working for a client. Well, you know, old artists like Rembrandt, Van Gogh or whatever, it was always a client, you know, the wealthy, it was whether, you know, the church or who people had the money decided what, you know, should be painted. And, um, I was, I'm, I'm really interested in how styles, Picasso, you know, where, where 
sort of themes came pop art and these sort of things. I'm really trying to figure out was it like a trend? Everybody was jumping on the on the train, um, and how did people go against that? That they didn't want to follow, you know, like French Bacon. What what, what was dr- you know driven them? I mean, I, ha- I mean, we're talking about the subject matter. I've been doing this for four years, but I want to, I mean, I want to go deeper into a storytelling. You know, with all the politics and shit that's going on, I have so many ideas about, oh, shit, I want to reflect on this. You know, when the, the, the plane crash was, you know, was shut down, the M17, I just re- I just rediscovered like a sketch I did. And I was like, wow, I, w- I mean, that's going to make such a rumor or fuss if I put this on the wall. But sometimes I'm like, I want to do this on a canvas, but who the hell is going to put that above their couch? So <laughs> on the moment, <laughs> I, I, well, the thing is... I uh, think you can roll the dice at this stage in your career, no? It is. I'm really on a turning point where I'm thinking I made some sketches and it's funny because I'm like, I'm from, from Holland. Holland has a big history in New York. And this week I was like, wow, I'm like a sort of new Dutch master and uh, there's a history. So I'm playing around with this, those sceneries, but I'm not really sure if that, that, that might, that m- might be successful, but I'm not sure. I mean, is, you know, is that interesting for me? Mm-hmm. What does it say? And I'm also, I mean, I'm, I'm also moving more, I'm watching more, more contemporary art. Like I really want to, you know, get things off my chest and, I'm, and, and not care if people find it interesting or maybe it's harsh or heavy or, you know, it's like a difficult subject. It's kind of a fine line. I mean, right. You have to, you have to say what's going to make me happy as an artist and what yeah. are people going to, going to respond to. Yeah. Right. So you have to figure out what you actually want to do. Yeah. So, so, so coming back to your story, it's like. I'm saying more no to certain jobs. I'm like, I don't know. You know, I'm trying to professionalize my work. Just do a few jobs that, you know, pay like they should pay. Reserve more free time that I have the time to look around, you know, invest and, you know, start from a blank canvas. And that's what's happening in the studio. There's a lot of stuff Mm. being made. A lot of stuff goes in the trash, sort of. But I'm enjoying it, you know, because there's no pressure. I feel like kindergarten, just doing it. And nobody, you know, I don't depend on money. I don't have to show to a client, you know. It's it's about techniques and trying out stuff, subjects. All the things I've been walking around with in my head are sort of happening on the moment. Yeah. Who are some of the people out there that you think are, are, are walking the right path? Not necessarily that you like their work or you like what they're doing, but, you know, some of the people that you think are are doing things the right way. Well, the funny thing is that I'm... I'm I'm not really focused on on things that are happening now. I've never really been because first of all, it's not about not getting influenced, but you know, with with the whole Instagram. Normally, before you would go to a gallery, you you're in the moment, you're watching it. But now with Instagram, you, it, it's like an overdose. You know, it's like final projects, and it sort of blows me away. It sort of th- you know absorbs my energy. Um, for me, the, the the thing is really to go on the ground like a mole you know I, w- I want to be in my own zone um, so I'm really going back to like the library I just want to you know hire books and I want to read um, I think I think the stuff that really it you know it is inspirational for me in the moment are people who are doing sculpture sort of things uh, installation things who think out of the box I recently saw a photo of people in a forest, so there's like a forest with all leaves on the ground, and they made like a cut line, and on the left, all branches, leaves were, you know, 
taken away. And it was so weird, as if like a, a lawnmower was going over it. And that's th that, that these are the things that I'm like, whoa, okay. That's mm. that, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's not that I'm not interested, but I'd rather meet people or go to shows. I want to, I think I'm really kicking off from from internet and these sort of things you know it's too much there's no focus you're like oh i want to check this and then you see this link and you're there you know i but really want to go to you the internet's just another tool it's not a requirement it's not you're not native you're not of that age where you don't remember not having a cell phone you know oh yeah it's, totally it's I, just I, another tool to you i still look back to where i started doing illustrations just effects you know you had a briefing by phone you had you, there was silence you know you had your concentration and now if you don't answer your email, people are PMing you on Instagram. That I mean, it, it you know WhatsApp, and I'm like, whoa. So my phone is off pretty often, you know. And they're like, well, why do you didn't you respond? I'm like, well, I'm working on this. So if this client pays me for doing this during this day, I'm not gonna, you know. You've got to focus on that. Uh, right. Yeah, I think concentration is a very important thing. I mean, you know, creativity is somewhere in the air, and if my mind is full of already noting what I have to do. The next day for a client, I don't want to focus on that. I want to mm. focus on the thing, you know, that's that's going on now. So you talked about while you're working, setting the environment with music. Well, you know, you, I found it interesting to say something without lyrics. Yeah. Because then you start to sing along or you think about the lyrics well, sometimes and it distracts I, you. Yeah, sometimes when a client sends me a briefing and I have to read it, especially when it's English, I'm working more and more in the States now also with illustration. And I'm listening to hip-hop. That's like, oh, you know, I'm... I'm I'm not good at multitasking with those sort of things. Hmm. And then again, if, I, if I'm working on a job and a client says to me like, okay, you maybe do this and green, well, you know, we've been looking at it and they, can you maybe change this? And I'm like, well, oh. <laughs> then it's going to be like a hardcore rave techno. I have to, you know, <laughs> power, like through like, oh. yeah, power through it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, totally. I have to blow up on steam. Like, <laughs> yeah. What do you eat? Um, well, I'm, I'm a lot. I eat a lot, yeah. I mean, yeah. I don't know what's going on in my body, but this fact Dutch people are tall and thin. You metabolize <laughs> very quickly. Hmm. <laughs> what do we eat? <laughs> a lot of fruits, yogurts, nuts. I don't, I don't, I, I eat a lot, small portion during the day, because I, I hate dinner, after dinner dips, you know. Mm. I'm always working. I mean, for the last 15 years, my lunch is always behind the computer, my dorming mm. table. Um, yeah, but I'm very picky on food. Yeah, good food. I mean, I've eaten most of the carrots here <laughs> <laughs> with the hummus. Erica uh, didn't cut up the cheese yet, so oh, good. Oh, yeah. we got some Dutch cheese. We knew. All right, now <laughs> sidebar for those uh, who don't know: when John Domine hosts, uh, oh, he has the sold contributors snacks. meetings. He takes it very seriously. Oh. I do take it seriously. His I have to treat my game. He has the best snacks, Thank bar you. none. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Oh no no no! I'll have oh, to invite no. you over at some point. Yes, <laughs> he he does. He puts out the spread. So we knew when you were coming, we had to uh, step it up. And a little I haven't bit. even eaten anything yet. Oh. I've got to hit that. Um, so when did you? Were you coming to New York for? reasons other than art or is that when you first started coming to new york because you're you spend quite a bit of time in new york right yeah. and so was it all art focused that you were coming here or no the whole thing that happened is like still a dream um i i mean i was in new york two times with my ex-wife just as a tourist in 2012 i was really getting back into graffiti i was like i you know i was like i have to i have to paint in new york where i was influenced by 
so I was here for two weeks and then when I was you know sadly in in the breakdown with my ex-wife I I needed to escape I had to go and I was and, and somehow my 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 feeling were like you have to go to New York not for art I just wanted to be there for a while to really feel how New York is and to to see how it is to live here and with my relation I mean I I think it was own owns one who had a, a mural uh, he was curating sort of you know um, on McKibben and and I, I asked him oh can I paint there because Montana the, the sponsor each day shipped like 200 cans so I was like but it, wa- it wasn't my focus point and then I don't know did this first cat I painted was somehow on the block like piece of the month and I added my Instagram name and then I don't know I was here for like two months three months maybe yeah. I was fully it was like oh can you paint here can you paint here can you paint here so Without planning, uh, I just I just was hmm. painting nonstop, and they were like, "Oh, this guy from Holland, he's like a machine," and uh, it was overwhelming. And then I, w- I was, you know, just returning, asking, you know, just people asked, like, "Oh, we have this wall, this wall." So I just gathered some projects and, and yeah, been returning. And you mentioned that to me earlier before we got into the podcast, as far as your um, how working in New York is different than some other places you've been in terms of expectations and timelines and that can you talk about that a bit yeah i think that's that's the most fascinating thing um i i mean of course i've been influenced by the old graffiti writers like blade who are already doing you know like murals um in holland for instance i mean it it's changing a bit but people are like, like oh wow so you're using spray paint uh, do you do you have a permission for this uh, uh, isn't that like expensive it's always like a f- sort of negative approach and what i really enjoy is that i really got to know new york working outdoors you know making stuff that everybody can enjoy Mm. i i I had i have so many great you know stories like painting remember that guy i was painting and started raining and this guy was with me the whole day and he came with me with an umbrella holding the umbrella above my head everywhere i was he was following me. that was in brownsville yeah Yeah. brownsville was just interesting from the kids throwing rocks at me to steal paint from you oh yeah kids Mm. you know i mean every day they were trying these young young kids maybe eight nine ten years old were trying to steal paint from him every single day there was there was Mm. a birthday party next to it they invited me for the barbecue uh, I mean, I had a lot of. I mean, there was a Mexican girl who wanted to marry me. <laughs> I, I sp- wow, you're even getting yeah, uh, but proposals. I even, I even <laughs> spoke to. I was in the Bronx painting, and this couple came to me. They were from Pakistan, and it was interesting because you know they, they were the, the, the woman was covered, and uh, there is a big discussion in Holland. Are you you know are they allowed? You know, it's like religions, and you know the whole. But it was so interesting. I meet so many interesting people, and it all makes us it makes us equal. And uh, it's funny to see what people like about you. I mean, some are like, "Oh wow, I like this," and there's some people see stuff in it, and I'm working, and I, I was not even aware. Hmm. And uh, I don't know. It gives me so much energy, and I find I find it important that I'm not just making canvases for galleries and that certain people can only afford it you know that's why i also sell prints and i think it's i think it's the most enjoyable thing to work on the street and everybody can enjoy it and 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 want to have a meet and greet for instance in holland if you're painting nobody asks permission to take a photo you know that they're almost like oh 
uh, watch my lens, man. Uh, don't get it dusted. I'm like, well, <laughs> I'm like, what? I'm working here. Yeah, I mean, once I, I had I had beef with a photographer. We, he was so in my face. He was on my scaffold, and I just sprayed his lens like pink, and he was hmm. so pissed. But I was like, yo, fuck <laughs> off. Yeah. But then again, uh, here it's more like I think like ninety percent, ninety nine percent, like, oh, can I take a photo? And uh, I don't know. I find it. Uh, intriguing i know i'm guilty of that because i i often will be you know back 30 feet you know ch just to you know I'll, I'll have a long lens on and i'll be taking pictures from afar because i don't want to you know interrupt the process and all that because i know you know you're there for a job and i don't i never know how the artist is going to be receiving you know people coming up and talking with them or how much time you know what their timeline is to get yeah. the project done so I'm totally guilty of like I will ask uh, uh, the artist, you know, do you if I post a picture, do you know what not want your face shown? You know, all of these things that I'm pretty hyper vigilant about it. But it's interesting to hear that other perspective because I thought people, I would I would have thought in Holland that they would be more respectful of that. Oh no no no! I mean, you're like a, I don't know, like a fun part, like a character, hmm. you know. Yeah, I mean, sometimes I like... You're just playing in their world. So someone like, can you step away? I would want to make a selfie in front of your wall. I'm like, what? I'm like, yeah. While you're working on it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, I mean, I'm very social, but when these things happen... That sounds like a New Yorker, the balls on a New Yorker asking. I would never in a million years. In New York, I hardly have those... Those. No, I mean, you know, we had the most weird things happening on the wall. Oh, yeah, but those are more like just characters, and those aren't... Like yeah. young kids watching it sitting behind me and I'm like and I, and I see the kid I'm like you want to try it and they're like yeah you know <laughs> it's no oh, yeah yeah no I, f I found that I mean the process of doing it and 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 you know working a lot in the studio I can be very solo on my own but then this is like catching back social time hmm. painting outdoors yeah I, I mean even though you sometimes you see weird stuff. Remember, we saw a guy overdosing oh, next to me. That was scary. Mm. That I mean, I don't. I, yeah. I've seen a lot, but that was like that was something. Yeah, it knocked me out, and I was so happy because just before that, I was doing, uh, I was teaching the kid. He was helping me out. And, and he and luckily he was gone when yeah. that happened. But yeah. yeah, that was during the whole spice em epidemic when everybody was yeah. ODing on the synthetic marijuana over. Oh, in Bestai over there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was scary. I'd never seen that myself either. But then what? A month later, we see him on the street selling socks. I was selling. He was selling, selling something. sweaters. Sweaters or hmm. something. Yeah. And I was. I just told him, "I'm so happy yeah. to see you again." And he yeah. didn't. He, he didn't. He had no concept. No, no. No. But it was. That was freaky. But it makes you aware of how lucky you are. I mean, I'm. It's. I don't really judge about it, but it makes me aware. Like, wow, you know, just keep focus and and and. I don't know. It's uh, it's a scary thing. It really, it really, I mean, I remember. I d I think I stopped painting that day. I yeah, just I don't was, think we. It no, was it just was. A, it affected yeah. you that much. Yeah. yeah, it freaked me out. I mean, there was a couple next to me shooting heroin, but they were like high, and they were, you know, they were like. It a, was an uh, interesting week on that corner because mm. they had like a small box, but like five hamsters, and they, they you know, yeah. they were talking. <laughs> they were just <laughs> on chilling. the street. Yes, you can't make this up. No, you can't. Yeah. This is Brooklyn. Yay, yeah. Brooklyn. Woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, Yoko, um, one of the things that we ask our guests is, what would you recommend to artists that aren't at your level, the artists that are still coming up, that don't have lift experience or have never negotiated a wall with a landlord? Like, what would you give us a tip or two for young artists coming up? Mm. Most of 
important thing is to really stick to yourself. Don't let people, I don't know, push you towards a direction. Um, I think I've, I mean, I've had this sort of commercial background, maybe just doing gates and doing graffiti for money. But I think you have to be loyal to yourself and think, okay, if you want to make it a job and earn, how long will this take me? And what's what's a normal hour rate, you know? And don't go for jobs like, oh, I can get a, you know, they're gonna pay for my material, so I'm gonna just gonna be happy. Yeah, um, be aware of the value of your what you're doing. I mean, and st if you stay to yourself and you make unique work, uh, and you're aware of it, I think that's the most important thing. Sure. And don't become some sort of I don't know, one day fly, we have an expression in Holland, you know, just don't jump on trends to trends, but try to stick, you know, be focused and have patience to really develop an own sort of style instead of, I mean, that's what I saw on illustration art school. Oh, this is cool. So it's, it was always like a sort of, you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, you can do that. Maybe people, art directors want it, but then, you know, it's, it's the end of this trend. So what are you gonna do then? Right. I think uh, keeping it personal, and uh, yeah, I think that's the most important thing. And the drive, you know, be, I mean, if you do the stuff you like and you're enthusiastic, I mean, I don't really consider it a job. If it's becoming a job for my feeling, then I'm doing the wrong thing. Yeah. Do something you love, you never work a day in your life. Exactly. I jump out of bed like, yay, I'm gonna paint, you know? I'm, I'm, yeah. Sometimes I go out with friends and they're like, uh, ah, you want to have another beer? I'm like, nope, I'm going to the studio. Yeah. I'm like, yay, I got my canvas set up. And uh, yeah, just stay in kindergarten, to be honest, you know? Keep learning. Yeah, don't become uh, too much of an adult. Yeah. Now, what about dealing with sales? Mm -hmm. Now, staying true to yourself is great. And let's say the artist is doing that. Mm-hmm. How do you value your work? How do you, and I mean you specifically, mm -hmm. uh, you mentioned a, a cost per hour. I've heard some artists talk about a price per square foot when it comes to larger pieces and things like that. Like, How do you gauge yourself against other artists working together? I know some muralists have like a square meter price. Um, I work for an agent here who does the same. I always try to you know, think like, okay, this, this project's gonna cost me like three days painting mm -hmm. but it's not just three days painting it's like making sketches it's like you have to need transport you have to go there you know there's so much things that uh, come with the job just be realistic if you're working for it for a boss or you, you, you know you get paid by the hour don't just say oh i'm gonna you know be there for three days um with i don't know with canvas is a bit different it's still difficult because to be honest, I think my, my most income still come from mural painting. When you paint a canvas, it sometimes I can spend like four days, but if it's like a small canvas, you know, it, it might sell for less because of the size. But then again, you have to cut from the gallery. Mm -hmm. You have to send work, um, depending on where you exhibit, you know, that the, the art market here is totally different than it is in Amsterdam. I was doing a group show in, in, in Stockholm, which, you know, the welfare is, is way, it's more high-end. Um, there's always like a bottom line where I would sell a work. Otherwise, I'm just gonna, you know, 
have a sit down in my studio. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 difficult. The art market, I think, it really depends on art buyers who have the connections that are like, oh, this is this is this shit. But it's weird, especially nowadays. Well, I think I've I heard you talking about it. Uh, internet is it's difficult for for galleries. I remember a gallery from Amsterdam came to me. We don't take a percentage. You just hire square meters from the wall. And I was like, what? Mm. I was like, no way. I mean, then, I mean, I can invite people to my studio and uh, I don't know, it's, it's, uh, I can, I realize it's difficult to have to pay the rent and this sort of stuff. Oh, so you're saying that you would rent wall sp- or you're paying for wall space for you to have your, yeah. your, yeah. your they, work up. They you told them they don't take a cut. They, they wanted him to they buy. Yeah. Exactly. It's, yeah. Like, yeah. it's like renting a chair at the salon. Got it, got it. But, but it, sort of, it, it sort of tells how, how difficult it is for the gallery. I mean, this is what, uh, what happened in Holland. I, I, I'm just aware of where, where, which country am I doing the exhibit, right. which town. I think uh, I noticed there's such a difference. Yeah. But I don't know the 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 the, the, the gallery, you know, the, the fine art, the canvas. That's some really something I'm focusing on the moment. But I think it's also something you have to build up. I mean, it's the same with murals. I mean, I did murals just like oh I, oh I, I have this option and I, oh I, you know I paint for my own paint and then I got sponsored and then. But I don't know. I think it's something that that builds up. Uh, I think that my freeware canvas work is still in process but I think it's important to count back how long did I work on this so what will it give me per hour mm-hmm. and if it's so less then I might just work at you know I don't want then you might even you know earn more money working flipping burgers um, but you know if you're confident what with what you're doing and if you feel that it's unique I think you just have to stretch you know what we ever saying stretch your back and uh, mm-hmm. ask for what you think is worth it yeah. Awesome. Well, it was a great chat with you today, Ilko. Thank you very much for coming in. Before we break, uh, please tell our listeners, you know, where they can find your work and see more of your your amazing artwork. Okay. Um, well, my website is still uh, in process. I'm working on a new website slash wedge webshop. That's imilko.com. But uh, imilko, Instagram is the main thing I post stuff. Um yeah, and in June, I think June 6th, I'm doing a solo show at Chicago Trueborn. Um, yeah, and painting another wall for Warbash. Very cool. Yeah, awesome. Thanks for coming in. Yeah, we yeah. Thank you so welcome. much. Look forward to seeing you out and about this year. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you will. All right, everybody. Uh, thank you for listening and sold out. <laughs>